Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Representing the green... Oh, wait, that was last night. Sorry, folks. I, I, I'm about to say, we can't do that deep of a dive with just the two of us. Very true. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening live, in some cases, on Twitch, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and possibly eventually on YouTube on video format, as well as all of your favorite podcast listening services, which we'll get into in more graphic detail later in the show. Graphic and welcome. Detail what? Not that kind of graphic. Oh, never mind. And welcome to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network. Pickens are a little slim around here this week, Eric. Yeah, uh, we're having a certain essence, a certain someone missing. Uh, it feels weird. So I understand that she had a video shoot. Well, look, now granted, I haven't done any tolling just yet, but I'm checking my sites, and whenever it drops, I will be the first to know. And to watch repeatedly. You've got a customer in us. <laughs> I am your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. I am the voice of reason around these parts. Allegedly. Joining me as per usual, and only per usual, the DSDO. He is the anchorman. He is your executive producer, Eric Watkins. Well, at least you still got me around, even though it's been a batshit crazy day in my realm, too. I have to get up at fucking 7 a.m. tomorrow. This is going to be fun. Well, I mean, you have that for your reason. I have to get up and talk about related rates. It's too late at night for me to screw around with that. I'm just going to go out and move on. It's time for studs and duds. <laughs> Hit the graphic. Oh, hang on. See, it's all out of sorts with all of that with just the two of us here. Sweep uh, uh, at the wheel. <laughs> all right, so Ken's is stud, even though she's not here. Ken's is on assignment. Unfortunately, there was an issue with Colby, and Ken's had to attend to family members. We may not always be a family show, but as Eric has stated before, we are a family first show here at the kickoff, and... When somebody needs to step away in order to take care of their loved ones, we completely understand. Unless, of course, the loved ones are completely taking them away from the podcast and then they have to get permission and it's a whole thing. Well, again, this one, there's no permission slips needed. So there's no pulling a twinsie involved in this case. T-Y-F-Y-B. If you know, you know. Uh, Ken's did send in all of her stuff for the week, however. Except for a news story, but that's okay, because we'll have plenty of those to cover when we get to the news desk. Oh, dear Lord, yes. Uh, Kansas stud for the week is Mark Andrews, tight end, Baltimore. 11 catches on 13 targets. 149 yards, I think, was in the infographic that I sent to the group chat. 147 yards. Two touchdowns, two two-point conversions, a shit ton of fantasy points, myself included. After his grandmother passes away. 
all due respect and condolences to his grandma, you had him on your team. Guess who was going up against him in a best ball head-to-head? Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Oh, that game disappointed me on a couple of levels. Yes, yes. I took a couple of L's. Another week for my bet to cash. I swear it's a curse. (laughs) I mean, at this rate. Ravens do pick up a 31-25 come-from-behind victory on Monday Night Football over the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Ring the bell, Eric. Oop. But to do when I get to that. Tied for the third largest comeback in Ravens franchise history. And the fact that that was the first game that Indianapolis has ever lost since they moved to Indianapolis when they were leading by 16 points in a game. Double squid bit. You're welcome, folks. Eric, you're stud for the week. Well, mine, I mean, he followed up another performance with this on Thursday night. But before that, uh, the football version of Tom Terrific, Tom Brady himself. Would you believe the man has been playing ball for over 20 years and that was the first time he'd ever thrown for 400 yards and five touchdown passes in a game? Well, yeah, because he had to face Buffalo's defense. Well, I mean, granted, you're lucky that now he's winning Super Bowls and you don't have to worry about him in the conference, let alone mm-hmm. the division. Yeah, but we do still play his ass later in the year. Fair point. That's going to be a bit of a juicy matchup. Yeah, something tells me that's getting flexed to Sunday Night Football. Uh, My studs for the week are dual studs. Because apparently nobody played played defense in Los Angeles, but everybody played offense. As the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cleveland Browns played to the second 47-42 final in NFL history. Chargers picking up the victory in this particular game. However, this is interesting note. Do you want to take this one since I did give it to you earlier in the week? Well, yes. The fact with this one, not only did the vast majority of offense happen in the fourth quarter where there were 41 points scored, this is the third time. Almost 50% of the total. Exactly. The third time that Baker Mayfield has led the Cleveland offense to 42 points while also taking an L. I believe that's only happened to other quarterbacks no more than once. And none of them are active. The stat that I saw on ESPN when I originally saw it, I think it was in the game write-up, is this is the third time that Baker Mayfield and the Browns have scored at least 42 points and lost. No other active quarterback has had it happen more than once. You got to wonder to yourself that kind of bad luck right there. Or you got to wonder to yourself how soon until that defensive coordinator is shit-canned. 
Well, haven't they gone through like multiple defensive coordinators in his career as well, well as head coaches? Apparently, they all suck. Exactly. Mm. All right, let's move over to duds, and we're going to save Kansas dud for last because it's relevant to the next segment. That Eric, makes sense. Eric, who's your dud? You know, we here at the kickoff have always been for the brand. Facts. We make no bones about it, but... Greg Joseph. Exactly. But a- as you see here, and as I have a preliminary title for this episode, something's amiss. I'm sorry, am I the only one that noticed the metric fuckton of extra points and field goals that were missed, especially on Sunday? Do we want to specifically talk about that Bengals-Packers game? I do, because again, my bet, all they had to do, you couldn't have just, after missing five in a row, Mason Crosby, you couldn't have just missed one more? Have it sail, do whatever, go home. Get it, get it blocked. Exactly. No one would have said anything. It was just the trend of the game from 2-12 remaining in the fourth quarter all the way clear through overtime. Until, no, about, you had to go it. until about two minutes left when Crosby split the uprights for a 25-22 pack victory. Um, hey, Eric. Yeah. I got a question. Shoot. Let's go. Let's go back to our uh, college football p- preview edition, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the team that somebody on this podcast, and I don't remember who, picked to win the Atlantic Coast Conference Coastal Division. Uh-huh. How's you that said it was, working out? You said it was going to come down to one of two teams. Mm-hmm. Either your Hurricanes, which, well, I think that ship has sailed. Yeah. Or yeah. North Carolina. Uh, Eric, curiosity, what's North Carolina's record in the ACC this year? I want to say they're I'll like... A- I'll answer it for you. They're 0-3. Oh, I mean, at least... I can't even say at least we're not that bad because we're not there yet, but... Fun fact, the next team to get a crack at North Carolina are the Miami Hurricanes. We'll talk about this when we pour one out for the homers a little bit later on in the show. Uh, UNC, you know W's. With all due apologies to Steve Harvey and Ryan McGee. That's right, bitches. Bottom 10's back, and we here on the kickoff are proponents. Oh, God. As as long as we don't end up back in the coveted fifth spot, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't like how we're on the waiting list. That bugs me a bit. That's okay. You get you no W's this weekend. You should be able to handle this. Kenz's dud for the week was Zach Ertz. And apparently his Eagles Ertz because he's no longer with the franchise. Yeah, uh, (laughs) that game was so ignominious, and it was so bad for him that he wound up getting traded. Bye, Felicia. So, that happened. (laughs) Segway! Zach Ertz is now an Arizona Cardinal. As uh, Tay Gowan and a fifth-round draft pick next year. 
go back to Philadelphia in exchange for the tight end who has, well, let's be honest, more or less been ran out of town by Dallas Goddard anyways. I, I mean, there were rumors going on that either one of those two were going to be traded by the end of the week, and the Eagles pulled the trigger, and they're like, well, Zach, we had different offers, and there were things going on, so goodbye. Have fun out in the desert. Fun fact, the original favorites to acquire Ertz earlier in the season were my Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but now I think you don't really need them. Yeah, because Dawson Knox has been playing like a man possessed this year. <laughs> Good for you, Dawson. Keep it up. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, Eric, Segway. Oh, well, not only were we originally going to start with a whole rash of injuries, but word broke not long before we got air on air. Cliff Kingsbury done went and got the COVID. So he, uh, another coach and someone else are not going to be on the sidelines for Sunday alongside Zach Ertz, who, again, you can't play for two teams in one week. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the second time a head coach will miss a game this year because of COVID, correct? New Orleans. Yep, you're Sean correct. Payton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so... Those are the two stories that we're doing in honor of Ken's not being here because they kind of tie together with Ertz being traded and then his new team's new head coach not being there. Me and Eric each had our own stories too. And boy, do we have doozies of stories for you. Ah, yeah. Um, Needless to say, any other week, this would have been a news desk in of itself. The two main stories that we are going to focus on, however, is... So did you notice on USA Network this past Monday night that Chucky returned to television? No way. Oh, oh. They're oh. doing they're doing a new series on with Chucky on television on uh on on Monday nights now. It's gonna air on USA Network originally and then on sci-fi afterwards, which is appropriate because there won't be Chucky's on any other television screens now that John Gruden has gotten himself fired. Again, logistically, he quit, but realistically. He jumped before he was pushed. Encouraged to step down would be the official terminology. Okay, so here's my problem. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not going to sit here and advocate and say that Gruden shouldn't have been let go or at least at least punished for what he said in those emails because it was borderline racist, borderline homophobic. I'll pass borderline on that one as some of the reports came out. Well, I haven't seen the newest details, but definitely sexist. Yeah, a lot of misogyny in there. So that one. But would somebody like to explain to me how these emails are being used to get rid of Gruden while Daniel Snyder still has a stake in the Washington football team? And this is the rub. The New York Times has done a very thorough investigation. I'm not taking anything away from them. There's a total of 650,000 emails that everything from homophobic slurs Gruden directed at Roger Goodell, the remarks he made about the head of the NFLPA, Demore Smith, who rightfully so was leading the charge to have all of the emails released and made public, 
thoughts about the situation even dating back to Michael Sam, female referees in the NFL, all of that. And what was really interesting, not only did these come out and target him, but conveniently, when there's now multiple rumors about other coaches being in similar hot seats with these emails, the NFL comes out and say, oh, no, nobody else was as bad as on the Gruden level. And yes, the whole thing with former president or team president Bruce Allen and NFL general counsel Jeff Pash, all of that was appropriate despite verdicts being in Washington's favor during previous investigations into their conduct. This ain't going away. This ain't going away. The Washington football team, the Houston Astros of the National Football League, just, Except you know, not, not successful. Well, I mean, not to mention their desire isn't to bang trash cans, apparently, but something else. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. Yikes. Go ahead. Hit the monkey. That's what Wal. Nope, not touching that one. Uh -uh, Let it go. Uh -uh. I'm not even. Nope, nope. <laughs> Take your base. <laughs> Speaking of which, Boston up three to one in game one. No, they're not. Astros they tied it. What? Yeah. Three, Those three, bottom seven. Those cheating ass bastards. I'm watching Oregon and Cal anyway. Oh, yeah, I should probably mention we're doing this on a Friday in case you guys couldn't tell. Not our normal Wednesday night slot because we tried to buy a couple extra days. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. We could have went on Wednesday, but eh, Dems to breaks, right? Yeah, sometimes things happen. Life gets in the way. Other times life is like a game show and you end up having to do that on Thursdays. At least you don't have a three-hour tour of that every week. I like to think that I kept that relatively on topic last night. You did. Again, that's why we said we need you. You are the voice of reason, at least there. You you know what isn't on topic at the present moment, Eric? My fantasy football team. Thanks, Chris Carson. Appreciate you. Well, good thing you don't have to worry about him, even though the timing is a little bit bad. Because guess who just landed on IR? Indeed. He is joining Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, I already knew that. Yeah, and a rash of others. Injuries, injuries everywhere. Well, the good news is that'll open up a roster spot. Speaking of which, I'm going to go fill that roster spot while you discuss the injuries. Carry on. So, with the main story obviously being Russell Wilson, he was just ruled that with his thumb injury and we're getting surgery on it, He's going to be out at least until week 10. Not to mention, you also had Chris Carson, like I mentioned, going on IR. And in other running back news injuries, you've got Nick Chubb, who is going to be out for this weekend's game. And Kareem that, Hunt. Hmm? That's not good for Cleveland. Oh, it gets worse. Kareem Hunt is questionable as well. Both of them are picking up the couple of odd knocks. Do you have any idea which side of questionable they're listed on? Because I think I have I think I have Chubb as well. 
Ah, well, I know Chubb is out. Let me see if there's updates on Kareem Hunt. Because I think he was just logged another... Oh, that's not... Well, that's not quite good. Chandler Jones, he's uh, missing the game because of COVID-19. He was the other player that I was mentioning earlier. Kareem Hunt looks like he didn't practice. So there's question about whether or not he'll play. And DeAndre Hopkins is also dealing with an illness. He has not practiced the past two days. So, oh, oh, that game just got a little bit more touchy, especially in the ratings. All right, so I have a very real question for you, Eric. We're gonna Fire do away. this. We're gonna do this in real time. Chris Carson, Irv Smith Jr. Who do I dump for the roster spot? They're both on IR. I can't have two IR spots. Honestly. I would really lean Carson simply because with even with the Geno Smith who's going to be on temporarily, as soon as Russ gets back, he's going to be back and firing on all cylinders. They got the receiving core, Lockett, Metcalf. Carson's not really going to be the guy even when he is back out for the Seahawks. Yeah, but Smith hasn't played a game yet, and I also have John New Smith and Kyle Pitts on my roster currently. Hmm. Hmm. That does change things a bit. My my running back position is my least effective position, but in fairness, in this particular league, I'm four and one and in third place. Well, it's not too bad. And then, how are you as far as receivers? Oh, my receivers are fine. Tyreek Hill, uh, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Rondale Moore. Okay. Oh, and Emmanuel Sanders, he's currently my flex. Okay. Which, which worked out really well for me on Monday night. Thanks, Rob, or on Sunday night. Thanks, Robert Taylor. <laughs> oh, that a poor unfortunate secondary. That second that uh Sanders scored twice in that game, if I'm not mistaken. He did. And I proceeded to put up two hundred fantasy points in that league. Oh, I wish my fantasy teams were doing better this season. One of them I'm sitting on an offer right now. Oof. I think my worst of the three is two and three so far. Yeah. No. I think I'm kind of middle of the pack in my best ball league. And then in my others, I got, I think I'm both sitting on offers. It hasn't been a good year. I'll just say that. But you know what we are, Eric? Here on the kickoff, we, and specifically I'm a survivor. Segway. Well, I mean, we have asked what's your fantasy already. Although I do have some questions about uh, you and Sunday night. We'll get to later, however. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, what do you have for Randy? Do you have like all of his picks as one big gigantic gimmick? 
Yes, because unfortunately, because of his voice, because he's got a lot of games to call this weekend, and he barely held on through R&R Sports Report, he's only giving us his picks in a written form. But, you know how Randy's been trending in I'm a Survivor? What is the AFC North? Precisely. So, when you already get a win with Cleveland... And with Cincinnati, and with Baltimore, by the hair, left? by the hair of your ass, Randy is taking the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. With all of the injuries that Seattle is having, and former New York Jet Geno Smith is the starting quarterback, something tells me that the Steelers are going to rush out and sign Ik and Polly. That's right. There's a reference for you, folks. Oh, if they would. Even for just like, hey, it's almost like in a 10-day in basketball. We just need you for this game, then we're good. All right, so Randy has three in a row. There's somebody else with three in a row that ties for the season lead. I also had three earlier in the year. Eric, you're sitting on three in a row after Minnesota survived by the hair of their ass against Detroit on Sunday. Kirk Cousins, 1 p.m. Even though, yes, Detroit has a habit of losing 1917 on historically significant field goals. This time it works for me. Well, listen, this one wasn't historically significant, though. It says they were just beaten by Greg Joseph. It's not like he broke an NFL record for the brand, Justin Tucker. Well, not just Justin Tucker, but the OG for the brand, Tom Dempsey, as well. The, the original 63 stub footer. All right. So you're sitting at three as well, Eric. Where are you going? I am uh, doing a little bit of magic out west myself. Granted, there's a lot of buzz around SoFi. You got the Rams going, and even though certain rumors behind the scenes on things, but you know what? That's Stafford, though. Give me the L.A. Rams, baby. I stand by what I said when we talked about the Stafford golf trade during the uh, NF the AMSC preview. Have to keep it. Have to keep it kosher here and stick to our traditions. Um, short term, this works out better for the Rams. Long term, I think it works out better for the Lions. The Lions are trending in the right direction. They're close. They're just not there yet. Ask Dan, ask Dan Campbell. He'll cry about it. No, close but not there yet? That's what she said? Maybe. Hmm. Wait, family show? <laughs> not what she was saying? On, never mind. <laughs> All right, so you're at three. Randy's at three. Ken's is at two, having predicted the WFT in Atlanta with victories. Going with a little bit of low-hanging fruit this week for her. She is taking the Miami Dolphins early Sunday morning on CBS against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who is back? That's all I'm going to say for right now. I saw a prediction on ESPN where they predicted that both quarterbacks would pass for 300 yards, Lawrence and Tua. And that um, I think both, both predictors picked uh, Jacksonville to win the game. So you guys are fucked. Well, uh, next week on Life is Like a Game Show 21, a deep dive. That's all I'm saying. Poll available on Twitter.com backslash W2M Network. 
Oh, cheap plug. <laughs> I'm on my game today. See, I set them up. You knock them out. It's brilliant. Speaking of setting things up, my pick last week in I'm a Survivor sets up my pick this week in I'm a Survivor. Do you remember my exact words for I'm a Survivor last week, Eric? don't think I remember your exact words, but I know it was about Kansas City and this tough run. Um, my exact words were I had just lost my winning streak. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. Homer, Buffalo over Kansas City. Buffalo not only beat Kansas City, Buffalo dominated Kansas City in that game. So it was so high-powered, not even a lightning and rain delay could stop them. How was it that I put it on Life is Like a Game Show? Lightning outside of the stadium for Mother Nature, lightning inside of the stadium for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Kansas City bounces back this week, however. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs over the Washington football cheaters. Oh, my God. There's there's their new name on the show, the Washington Cheaters. I like it. I, I like I, it. Could get I, used to it. I will miss the redacted however. <laughs> it was quality snark. Well, I mean, hey, if anything with these emails go out, they could still be the redacted. I mean, I'm willing to bet they're wishing most of these emails were redacted. <laughs> John Gruden is especially wishing that right now. But hey, let's be fair. In all of this, there are gifts, and it brings about conversations and tweets about his son, Deuce, who is also in the Washington organization, which led to some very interesting conversations about hate-fucking. I'll explain later. F-M-L-Y-H-M. It's a song by Seether. I'm just going to tell you to look it up when we get off air. Okay. You'll understand when you listen to it why I prescribed that song at this exact moment. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Eric, I've got a question. We'll return next week. Oh, but I figured. Yeah, there's there's no way with just the two of us. Nah. Not to mention, as previously discussed, we are on a time crunch for this episode, so we're going to go ahead and move on to, I guess it's time to pour one out for the homers, isn't it? So, hold on, hold on, hold on. I see the exasperated side. And we, and we will talk Jaguar football here in a few moments. Because, mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, the Canes were off, yes? Yes. The okay. fighting buys of Open Date University. Thankfully, they weren't that bad of an opponent. We'll talk about you guys in a second. Because I feel like there's this team <laughs> in Tuscaloosa... <laughs> that might be the reason why Ken's isn't actually here today. Something, something, roll tide, something, something, something. They got outsmarted. Smarted. <laughs> As Texas A&M kicker Seth Smart complete with video from the 12th man organization at Texas A&M University that was released on their Facebook page. And it's a fantastic watch of his girlfriend going absolutely apeshit in the, uh, in the crowd. Walks it off with two seconds left. 41-38 Texas A&M. Hey, Tide, how's it feel? How's it feel? 
well, I mean, all that talk, I mean, it went in and they had an easy path to the college football play. Uh, uh, well, I mean, don't worry. They still had that streak of wins against unranked opponents. I, I, oh. Oh, so this is how the other half lives. Hey there, T-Town. <laughs> Eric. I got mm-hmm. three simple words to describe the rest of the season and what I'm hoping for the SEC West. You ready? Ready. War goddamn eagle. And just to think, when we're stumbling across highlights of the top sports moments of the decade, what led off that video on YouTube? The kick six. Kick six. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Kick six. That was the first year we did kickoff, no? 2016? I believe, or was it a little bit? Maybe a little bit earlier, maybe 2014. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was 2014. All right, either way, still one of my favorite replays to watch. (laughs) The only thing missing from that is the band is on the field. (laughs) All right. um, Unfortunately, the Crimson Tide were not the only team on this particular podcast to lose this week. As Penn State took on Iowa, Saturday afternoon football on Fox, and the Hawkeyes take down the Nittany Lions 23-20. to I mean, you, you got to understand, Iowa looking mighty legit, blowing our expectations for the Big Ten West and the Big Ten in general, stepping up. Did you see that? Six teams inside of the top ten right now for the Big Ten. So what is everybody saying about all this SEC bias? Y'all been mighty quiet down these parts. Ain't not a peep up here in the Midwest now that it's all Big Ten related. (laughs) T-Y-F-Y-B. Do you know what that stands for, Eric? What's that? I've used it before on the show. Thank you. Fuck you. you, Bye. Fuck you. Bye. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, the good news is, is it really doesn't affect all that much for Penn State, if we're being honest. Still play yeah. Michigan. Still play Ohio State. Win those two games, and it's a rematch on a neutral site in Indianapolis. Which I mean, granted, I give Penn State the edge. Closer to I Iowa. Would. Closer to Iowa, they have a little bit less distance to travel. But if there is mm-hmm. one thing that you've noticed, and the ESPN poll has confirmed this, Penn State travels well. Did you see that, by the way? They did a uh, greatest college town poll on ESPN.com's Twitter, and yeah. State State College Pennsylvania won. They beat Baton Rouge, Louisiana in the finals. Well, I'm not surprised, especially given the atmospheres whenever you see the whiteout in Happy Valley. It gets intense. Intense. The whiteout was, of course, the Auburn game this year. Not a Big Ten game. We are, I think we're at Michigan and Ohio State, though. So we'll have to see how that plays out later on in the season. I mean, you know how I feel about my boy Jim Harbaugh. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, The other college football team that did play this week was my Florida Gators. And, well, we took on a Patsy in Vanderbilt, 42 to nothing. Him Again. With apologies oh. to Steve Harvey and Ryan McGee, the Van Dubbilt Commodores. 
bottom ten darlings. Power five representation. It, the bottom ten is for everybody. So we seriously have to include a link to the newest up, the newest issue of the bottom ten in the show description. We do. I okay. will be sure to be on it. A shout out! Shout out to at Ryan McGee as well on Twitter. <laughs> All right, this week. I'm not sure who Penn State plays. I haven't had a chance to look that up. I think it's Indiana. I'm not certain. Eric is now on that. I do know that Florida plays LSU at a noon start on ESPN. LSU is 3-3, three and three, I believe, currently. Yes, I'll confirm that as well. The Gators are 4-2. and two. Mm-hmm. The big game in the SEC East, however, is Kentucky and Georgia. And I can't believe I have to say this these words. Go Georgia. Uh, I mean, if you're rooting for tiebreakers, especially going into the cocktail party, and Penn State is also on an open date this week. Ah, the fighting the fighting buys of open date you. <laughs> That's a great gimmick. Of course it is. All right. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, Eric. You guys get North Carolina in Chapel Hill. I don't even know if I should have expectations for this game the way that it's gone. And I, re- I recommend expecting a couple of drinks. Yeah. I, I, I've got some booze in the fridge still ready for this because not only – Coming off of that heartbreaking loss against Virginia, having this to fester for two weeks as well, knowing the jumble that is ACC standings in the Coastal Division, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't see a whole, whole lot. Granted, this is only our second game of the ACC schedule, which is great, but North Carolina, they've only played one non-ACC opponent, and that was Georgia State. So they're already a mountain above us, despite being only two and three in conference. Oh, they've lost three in a row in conference. That was the uh, the stat line that I had for North Carolina earlier. My mistake. Well, they haven't even lost three in a row in conference. They were they won lost at Virginia Tech. They beat Virginia. Lost to Georgia Tech, beat Duke, lost to FSU. So they've been going back and forth and back and forth. Uh oh, under that line of thinking, they're they're currently slated to beat you. Yeah, yeah. And let's just say the Hard Rock. Oh no, actually, we go to North Carolina. Oh, fuck. Um, Alabama plays Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> yes. Alabama plays Mississippi State, and nobody on this particular panel cares. Sorry. They don't They don't have their inner pirate in them. It's, eh. it's, it's a trip to Starkville against an obviously outmatched Mississippi State team who something tells me Alabama's about to hang an ass whooping on in revenge for what happened against A&M. 60, 70, we'll see how that goes. This is one of those name your final score games. I get the funny feeling. 
All right, let's move over to the National Football League. Um, yes, we have to, Eric. I'm sorry. Honestly, I think you guys have a decent shot against Miami and uh, against in against Miami in London. Yeah, we've played in London before, but this is going to be a hard pill to swallow, especially since this is a plane to where Urban Meyer really can't miss. It's one thing to not come back when you're from Cincinnati. Taking a different transatlantic flight home is hard. I mean, yeah, when the team is saying, hey, one, two, three, grind in the huddle and busting out laughing, it's a bad sign. I mean, defensively, Miles Jack is going to be out offensively we don't know what the hell we're going to do because urban meyer and daryl bevel still haven't really had that come to jesus moment i mean could it be a great game yes could there be fireworks yes but that damn 1-0 tweet is still haunting us over a year almost a year and a half later I see Sharpies. Why am I seeing Sharpies? Fine point Sharpies. Excellent for shining contracts. Like the one announcing you're stepping down as the Jacksonville coach because of health reasons. I'm sorry. I believe someone here on this very show mentioned something along those lines of thought. I wonder... We know, we'll know how it feels, Harry. You've been through that. You guided us on what our expectations are in that moment. The only difference is he won games for you guys. I mean, this is true. Um, speaking of my guys, NFL edition. Yeah. So, did you see what Kansas City tweeted out before the Sunday Night Football game on the on the Chiefs official Twitter feed? Mm-mm. Do you remember what happened the last time we met the Buffalo Bills? With a oh. picture of Tyreek flashing the deuces from the from the AFC Championship game last year. Yeah, they're flashing the deuces and Stephon Diggs staying on the field for the celebrations to absorb and feel the pain. Yeah. The Bills' Twitter responded to Kansas City's Twitter with three words. We sure do. <laughs> Apparently, so did the rest of the team. As the Bills came out with something to prove and prove they did in a 38 to 20. And don't fool yourself, it wasn't that close. No. Dismantling of Kansas City. Now, I will admit, the Kansas City secondary is currently held together by super glue and duct tape. And Jared Sorensen, which when he's not hitting people upside the head, Illegally. he's going to burn deep in coverage. Dawson Knox with a pair of touchdown receptions, one from 51, the other one from like 35. Josh Allen literally Superman jumping a defender. It became the NFL's cover photo on Twitter the very next day. Beautiful picture. Hashtag jumping Josh Allen. <laughs> and the Bills decided to send a message of their own. To the point that of the current power ratings in the NFL that are released amongst the 10 major sites, Buffalo is either first or second 
in nine of them. USA Today, what the fuck? I mean, they've so, always been college ranking kind of a organization. We're, so we're fifth in the USA Today rankings. Fifth. That's what I said. In I, what planet are there four teams better than Buffalo? Uh, Arizona, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and I forget who the fourth one was. Arizona and Tampa Bay, I can see. No. Not. Mm-mm. Bills get another revenge game this week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh. Mm-hmm. Eric, now, good. Is your is your Morton's handy? Because I'm still a little bit salty about this from last season. I, I I should have it handy, but unfortunately, I can't be as salty because not all of my teams played. But miniature edition hmm. Tuesday, Tennessee. Time to face the music. See what I did there. I mean, can you do something, especially since Josh Norman isn't there? Can you not let Derrick Henry be Derrick Henry just once? Uh, Derrick Henry would need wide receivers in order to keep us from stuffing the line of scrimmage. You have a point. A.J. Brown is still out. Julio Jones is questionable. Uh Uh-oh. Ryan Tannehill is about to get murdered by our defensive line. It won't be pretty. Do you remember 42 to 16, Tennessee? I do remember 42 to 16. I felt sad. Because I do. On a Tuesday. COVID ain't saving you this time, boys. (laughs) I mean, you... It's a Monday night, and you can't say going up on a Tuesday. Bills by a billion. <laughs> Eric, are you serious? <laughs> now, again, and I'm going to say this. Yes, <laughs> if you just so happen. <laughs> the battle so, of Bavada Scroll always gets me. If you just so happen to follow any of our advice and going ahead and making these picks, first of all, indeed, hashtag bet on Bovada. They've got wonderful deals and all kinds of offers better than what DraftKings or anybody else is giving you. Not to mention, if you are in the crypto game, if you're a holdler, spend a little bit of that scratch on Bitcoin, they will hook you up. But always remember, respect all websites, terms and conditions. 21 means 21. And please, by all means, gamble responsibly. So, last week. Hold on, I have to pull up the document again. Give me one second. Oh, last week. Yeah. Remember when I said... <laughs> uh, two straight-up victories. Uh Uh-oh, I think we have a little bit of freezing, but 
Remember when I said that Randy's picks were so bad that he wound up crashing the show? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Randy did have one of only two straight-up victories last week. True, but I mean, when you're doubling up and you end up going one and three? Says the man who went 0-2, oh 0-2. Sorry, not sorry. Season standings, folks. As we've officially hit 10 games predicted each. Kansas somehow 6-4 and four straight up. I'm not sure what kind of hoodoo she's into, but she's into something. She's also 6-4 and four against the spread. Family show, Eric. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Myself and Mr. Myself and Mr. Watkins are both three and seven straight up. I have the ATS tiebreaker now. I'm five, four, and one. You're five and five. You really just had to push that right out there, didn't you? <laughs> I, I took your tie that you needed. <laughs> I walked right into that one. Randy is two and eight straight up. Three, six, and one against the spread. So now we all predict two games a week going forward now that Randy has caught up. And do you want Randy's or do you want Kansas picks? Oh, let's start with Kansas picks. I mean, after all, she is in the lead and she's actually got a couple of nice doozies, especially given the latest topics. So as we are dealing with that again, I will go ahead as we are ladies first college edition. Well, as Harry mentioned, for the rest of the season in the SEC West, war goddamn eagle. The way Kansas seeing it, it starts on Saturday against an Arkansas team that's, let's face it, with the flying start that they had, then going ahead and disappointing me in the standings, they're reeling. Coming off of a loss to Ole Miss as well in the shootout, 52-51. to 51. Oh, that was a classic lane train thriller. Kansas taking Auburn plus four and a half against Arkansas in a game that if I would have seen it before she did, because I would have seen it before she did, would have probably taken it myself. Randy's NF, uh, or Randy's college pick is another uh, unranked opponent over a ranked opponent outside of our uh, usual plus seven differential. Randy is going to your neck of the woods, Eric. He's heading into the ACC. Hopping over to the Atlantic Division, to be specific. As he has the Boston College Eagles plus three against the number 22 North Carolina State Wolfpack. How many times do you get to say something like that? North Carolina State being ranked. My pick for the week is prime time on Big Ten Network. Wisconsin might be the most up-and-down team in college football this year. They are giving Army 14 points. Wisconsin is not 14 points better than Army. 
especially when you take into account whenever you're dealing with a service academy, what do those service academies love? They love to run the ball. And it's hard to prepare for a triple option offense in only a week. Just as importantly, you know what else that running the ball does? It drains the, cl the clock quickly, too. So even if Wisconsin wins this game, which I have full belief that they will, I don't think there's going to be enough possessions for both teams for there to be a two-score differential overall. Well, I know there's a certain unicorn that will at least take solace in that. Because you're in New York. <laughs> Give me Army plus 14 against Wisconsin. I don't think the Golden Knights win. I do think they cover. They're the Black Knights. The, yeah, I was about to say the Golden Knights used to be UCF. I thought they were the no Black Knights. Yeah, Black Knights. Yeah, and you know how? Yeah, and we just did this last season uh, off air one of the, one of the days. I forget which one it was, but like, and I nailed every single one of them too. You I'm, did. I'm slipping. 130 for 130. You still got it. <laughs> um. So I saved you for last for a reason, Eric. Well, before anybody gets all up in arms and wondering what hoodoo I'm working in this and that. What kind of Washington football team rigging is going on around here? At, at, here's the rub. And I have receipts to prove it, just like the NFL with emails. We here have a tradition whenever we go on Wednesdays. We have our picks in, usually no later than Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, afternoon at the absolute latest. I was running through picks in advance because I know, and I have said a few times over the past couple of weeks, you're starting to get into the meat of the season where some of these lines are just outright ass. Me using my salt to my advantage. I know what Clemson is doing. I know what they're not doing. I know the kind of shit season they're having, too. I saw them going up to the Carrier Dome at Syracuse, and I'm thinking to myself, granted, Syracuse is mediocre at best, but when Dabo Swinney is floated as being the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you gotta wonder what's really going on in South Carolina. So I thought, why not? Syracuse? The orange plus 14. Well, had we gone on Wednesday, everything would have been above board. We're not. But guess what already happened? Clemson 17, Syracuse 14, final. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I'm trying to get the schedule to pull up on ESPN.com to check what the final line was. But Eric is probably getting at least 11 in a, against the spread victory. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Let's move over to the NFL, shall we? Let's. Well, Ken's again, Ken's again has a very delicious looking game here, especially with the breaking news from today that Cliff Kingsbury will not be on the sideline for the Arizona Cardinals. Ken's is taking. 
Yeah, go King ahead. out on the sidelines. Chandler Jones. You got Nuke dealing with illness. Kansas taking the Cleveland Browns plus three and a half at Arizona. Randy. Granted, this is going to be much more defensive potentially, so keep an eye on that. Randy feels like the fix may be in, and by which I mean they fixed their losing streak. Randy is taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three and a half against the Miami Dolphins. You know why I call them? Do you know why I call them the Jaguars, Eric? Because London. you can't spell it. Because you can't spell it without an L. Death glare. You know, after twenty of these, you'd think I'd be used to this by now. Randy is on the side that you guys break the streak this week, though. Plus three and a half against Miami. Part of me, for his sake, especially since he's still last place in the standings, I hope so. I have what I think is going to be the best game of the week. I have Justin Herbert and the 4-1 Los Angeles Tar Chargers against Lamar Jackson and the 4-1 Baltimore Ravens, who could just as easily be Lamar Jackson and the one in four Baltimore Ravens. Chargers are getting a field goal. Herbert gets the job done. Chargers win I, outright. I mean, Herbert, with the streak that he's going on with games with 25 completions, Baltimore's defense has looked kind of leaky. And... Baltimore won't be getting gift possessions and 66-yard field goals from Justin Tucker in this game. And no, I am not going to do another I am worried so about don't have to change your headphones. Hmm. No, I said you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm safe? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Mark, Mark, safe from Eric singing. All right, Watkins, finish us off. What's your NFL pick for the week? Well, finish off? Wait, never mind. Anyway, um, we talked about finish that. Uh, out. We talked about that Baltimore indie game. Indy's looking mighty, mighty rough right now. And if anybody knows about weird matchups in the bum-ass AFC South, it's going to be me. Granted, Davis Mills is not Deshaun Watson, but give him some credit. He's gone in and he's done some very impressive things. Yeah, even though they had that heartbreaker in New England, nearly pulled off a win there. As much as Frank Reich lives on in the lore of the kickoff for his reasons, it's another one to where I don't see them really getting it done. Give me Houston plus nine and a half at the thousand gallon drum. Also known as Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the Indianapolis Colts. Peyton Manning statue still included. <laughs> For now, until it comes out that he sent emails to John Gruden. 
Nah, I mean, if he could go, can't, if he could go through the whole Papa John's thing unscathed, can't be any worse than Eli flipping a double bird on national television. Again, I don't see what the problem with that was. Somebody talked to the nine-year-old that did that to him. <laughs> I will point out that the nine-year-old was not on national television and thus subject to the FCC. Oh, please. ESPN with the money. It's not like they're paying out Texas right away. Maybe. <laughs> Eric, we have another segment here on this show. Let's go ahead and close up with it. It's time for Dick of the Week. Oh. On behalf of myself and Mr. Watkins... My dick of the week is epileptic epileptic seizures. Yeah. I mean, I get it. The brain is a very wondrous thing. All kinds of stuff. But I mean, come on. With all the research and science, we should at least be getting a better handle on something like this. Not to mention, all you uptight fucks that aren't even allowing CBD, which helps with epileptic seizures, mind you. Not even the good THC. Although, granted, I partake of that, but again, I digress. Come on. We have ways to help. We have things that we can do. Really, everybody step up on this. Uh, this one's for you, Ken's. We hope to have you back with us next week, kiddo. And I can call her, kiddo, <laughs> because I'm a decade older than she is. Well, I'm about right there with you, so... Actually, we're both more than a decade older than she is. I'm 12. You're 11. There's an I'm 12 joke there that I know went through your head as soon as I said it. I saw that laugh. Uh, Eric, can I get in one last little bit of snark before we get off the air tonight? Are you jumping ship? Because I'm pretty sure that shirt you're wearing is Carolina blue. I mean... Mac Brown, maybe. I mean, because honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with Manny Diaz after this season, especially since we know Derrick King is going to be gone. You have been listening to The Kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening services. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Nailed it! Hey, Eric, guess what? Spotify is here. And Mark Emmerich, you're still a dick. Yeah, Mark Lamping, you too. Again, you ain't going nowhere. And Sean, you're looking awful dickish yourself right now. Ain't no free passes just because of seizures. You guys don't get off scot-free just because we had to go after something that went after the show. All right. Eric, where can people find you online? You can find me at on Twitter, at Squid Sportshead, where the show is actually live right now. Throwing it out to my personal account. You can also find me on Facebook to where if you don't want to deal with me live tweeting or anything else, Eric Watkins, Guy, Wine, Recliner, Flame Wars, tutoring, etc. And I'm also on here on a plethora of other W2M shows. Life is like a game show. Soccer to the max. 
Dr. Manhattan makes appearances on Leagues to the Max or whatever. You'll hear me a few different places. Now, granted, I still got my spiciness going on and my seediness. So if you're looking for that something special, slide into my DMs, undergo the thorough, strict, and proper vetting process, dark Twitter, Snapchat, Kick, Telegram, maybe certain corners of Reddit. You never know. But I'll guide you there. And of course, this plug brought to you by the fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC. Tutoring services available. It is that time of year. Tax consultation services available. Always to get ahead. Wedding officiating and notary public services available in the state of Florida. At Ken's underscore Ed on Twitter. At Ed's underscore Ken on TikTok, I believe. For the... Hey. At Ed's underscore Ken on Twitter, at Ken underscore Ed's TikTok, and everywhere else. Yeah, that, yes. that's what I said. Okay, double checking, because sometimes in my brain I hear things backwards. That's for the unfortunately unavailable this week, Kennedy Eddings. We hope that the locksmith is back with us next week. I am, as you can see on the video feed, at ATB the Eagle. That is pretty much everywhere. I'm not going to run it down. I have to be up in six hours. Yeah. He's got to be up in six hours. I got to be up at about eight and a half. Going to be some long Saturdays. Go Gators. For once. Come on. Come on, you, for once. I'm hoping to be awake in time to watch Jacksonville, who I think they do have a good chance against Miami. Plus, as a Bills fan, Miami losing never hurts us. This is true. I mean... I might be motivated to be awake at 9.30 back-to-back mornings. Might be. Operative word there. For the unfortunately unavailable locksmith Kennedy Eddings and the Riz Randy Isbell, who we send the best, make sure you guys check out the R&R Sports Report over on klcz.com, as well as on Facebook and on 88.9. Correct. 88.9 FM if you're in the Lewiston area. Four to six local time there, seven to nine Eastern out out in the Lewis Lewiston, Clarksville area. Pretty sure six, that, to, six to eight. Nine to nine to eleven. 11 us. Okay. I, I I tried. It's like I said, I got I gotta be up in six hours. I'm trying. Just watch them on their watch them on the R and R Sports Report page on Facebook. And on YouTube as well. There you go. For the absent locksmith Kennedy Eddings, he is the executive producer. He is Eric Watkins. I am the voice of reason, allegedly. My name is Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M network. See ya. <laughs>